Hello loves, as we are wrapping up 2021, I'm definitely in that reflection mode of really just seeing the lessons that I've learned this year. And this has always been such a powerful thing for me because one, it shows me how far I've come, how much I've grown to really reflect on where I was in the beginning of the year, all of the things that happened that were so unexpected. And it really just helps for me to also kind of like reconcile these energies within me and really integrate them as we kind of come into the new year so that I can open and expand myself for this next level. And so I really like just being able to do this practice, do this kind of ritual. And I just wanted to share with you guys the 21 things that I learned in 2021. And some of these things are just realizations. And then some of these things were lessons that have really progressed even deeper this year. They were kind of themes that were going on in 2020, but there was a deeper level of initiation within them this year. And so the first lesson that I really learned is to expect things to work out better than you could possibly imagine. And as I look back upon like 2021, like I did not expect to have a boyfriend. I did not expect to move to Oregon. I did not expect any of this. Like I really thought that you know, moving to Oregon was definitely something that was going to happen, but it was going to be on my own terms. I would do it on my own. And I didn't really know like how that would play out. I thought that I had to have like all of my finances in order. I thought I had to have so much in savings and that I had to have like myself fully supporting myself in my business. And it just didn't turn out that way at all. I ended up talking to my boyfriend in January. We ended up like hanging out and meeting for the first time in February. And then by March, we were dating. And by July, we visited Oregon together. And I was actually very like apprehensive about wanting to get into a relationship. I even told him that you know, I wasn't looking for anything. And the reason behind that is because I really didn't want someone to hold me back from going after my goals and my dreams. And I felt like in the past when I had dated people, I've put stuff on the sidelines because I just felt so codependent in my past relationships. It felt like almost my needs didn't matter, my goals didn't matter, and so I would always push those aside whenever I got into a relationship. Those things would just start to fall off, and I would see myself slipping away from the intentions I had for myself, and so coming into 2021, I'm like, no, no man is going to stop me. Nothing's going to get in my way of accomplishing what I want to accomplish, and that was also another lesson that I learned from diving into this like healthy partnership is that um that you can actually grow that 
if you're in the right relationship, it's not going to hold you back from pursuing the things that you want to pursue. It can be such an uplifting and supportive process where that person really holds you in that highest support and really is there for you when you're starting to doubt yourself. And there were definitely moments where like the past programming would come up as I was in the relationship thinking like, oh no, am I going to be able to like start my business while I'm with this partner? Like thinking that I had to like have more time to myself and that this time with my partner would be so distracting. But actually as you know, the relationship started to develop, I saw so many signs that this relationship was so different than the previous relationships that I had been in. I have a partner that unconditionally loves me, will do anything for me, never sees me in the light of when we're in a fight. Like he doesn't hold that image of me in his head. He knows that, you know, it's not me when I'm reacting and like I've never had a partner just like fully see me and so I think because the fact that he can fully see me and this is so healthy for me and it's not a reflection of anything of the past that I've really been able to like slowly release these beliefs of what I thought a partnership would do and it's really been shifting the way that actually it's just really been healing for my heart. It's, I I can say that another lesson that I learned is that this relationship really, because of all of the unconditional love, it's helped me to heal so much of the heartbreak that I've experienced in the past. So much of the like, not feeling like I was worthy enough of, love and of course those feelings still pop up from time to time like especially when I'm feeling a little more needy and needing more love around my time of the month but he always makes me feel so secure and like anytime I speak of those doubts or anytime I'm more needy he doesn't ever like say oh gosh you're so sensitive oh gosh you're so needy he really just like smothers me with more love and I it's just in the past I would always have guys like almost see my neediness almost see my need for validation and love just as like an annoyance or you know like it it's so different in this one and it's really allowed me to heal my heart and really like forgive myself and forgive my past exes because I've now found this safe solace with this person it's really cracked my heart open which has also taught me the lesson of reclaiming my sensitivity reclaiming my empathy and knowing that it's safe to be sensitive now knowing that it's safe to be empathic now because I have such a safe space with this partner and also kind of coming back into this softness because I felt like after so many relationships where I was gaslighted, where I was hurt, just toxic codependent relationships that I started to become more defensive. I started to put walls up. I started to really like 
feel like I had to manipulate them to get my needs met. So when I came into this partnership, I started to notice like some of those walls, those defense mechanisms coming up again. And then I just realized like, this is not the person that has done this to you. Like you do not have to defend yourself or feel like you have to fight right now. And there were many times where he would bring up like, it seems like you're just wanting to fight with me. It seems like this is coming from the past. And I'm so glad that he pointed that out because it allowed me to kind of take a step back and realize that I had these armors and I no longer needed to have them. I could set them down and I can be that soft, loving Michelle that I've always been but have kind of learn to protect because it didn't feel safe in my past relationships to be that soft version of myself. It felt too vulnerable. It felt like that part of me was just crushed time after time. And so this relationship has really healed so many like programs, so many traumas, so many heartbreaks within me that I didn't even know that I was still holding. And honestly, you guys, I am not going to number these because I always mess up when I start to number and I get them mixed up. So I'm just going to kind of go down my list and allow that to be that. Um, So the other lesson that I really learned is magic is fucking real. Like it is real and it is available to you. And I choose to live in a magical world. And this is not a lesson I would say that really happened this year, but got re-sparked this year of all of these quantum leaps of finding a boyfriend, finding my soulmate, moving across the country to the place I've wanted to live for the past three years, and just all of the little things that I've manifested. Like, I've manifested so many... um, so many pieces of furniture in our place. Like, I'm not even joking, you guys. It's so random, the things that I've manifested. And, like, I've manifested a standing mirror, my vanity. I manifested furniture for other our living room. I also had, like, this weird... Like, for example, I was saying that I really wanted some obsidian, and then I let it go. And then two days later, I was working at a client's house and they were like, hey, do you want some obsidian? They ended up being like a rock crystal dealer. And so they gave me like 10 pounds of obsidian and it was just so random. But it's just like those little moments where you're like, holy fuck, magic is real. Like I just manifested this and I was just thinking about this like two days ago. And also just like all of the little nature magic events that I've had, like seeing rainbows as I was on my way driving to Oregon when we were moving, or right when we got to our apartment, like literally the day that we got there, a double rainbow is there. So it's like these little moments of like magic that just make it so undeniable. And it just like re-enchanted me and reactivated me to believe like you can live a magical life you can live in synchronicity and everyday magic finding magic in the mundane things like that's where it's at is when you can find the magic in the little moments in the mundane like oh my god it just 
really re-enchants your life. And so another lesson that I learned is really emotional intelligence. And one thing about this emotional intelligence piece is being an empath, someone who is very emotional, which I find very beautiful, is that a lot of the times I can say like, oh, I don't feel like it. And this is something that has caused me to procrastinate, not follow through with certain things. And so I've really been learning like more about my emotions and depth of learning like, okay, when I don't feel like it, is it actually me just trying to stay in my comfort zone? Is it me trying to avoid like something that I fear like rejection or shame or you know, is it a form of self-sabotage or is it honestly like I don't feel like it? Like am is the action that I'm choosing to take when I don't feel like it more supportive and nourishing for my energy or am I just like binging Netflix and saying I don't feel like it when really like I have things that I could be doing that are going to push my life forward and so just really that emotional intelligence piece of like understanding how to communicate and relate to my emotions and also to be able to generate emotions and this has been such a powerful thing for me because I think I talked about it in a previous episode, but like we have this thing called the amygdala and some people have a more grumpy amygdala, meaning that they have programmed more negative experiences into their emotional experiences. So meaning that this can cause you to have more of a pessimistic, um, you know, outlook on life where it's just more naturally pessimistic where you're maybe looking for things that are not right or going wrong instead of focusing on what is working and what is going right. And so when we have a grumpy amygdala, we're just naturally more prone to looking at things in a negative way. And so I've really done like this retraining of healing this grumpy amygdala from these past experiences in my childhood and in my teens and really just gaining more emotional intelligence around how I want to experience my emotions, how I want to relate to them, and also just like how to generate emotions. And what I mean by generating emotions is like, okay, if I don't feel like it, how can I put myself into alignment with the action? Like, can I have a little dance party? Can I listen to music? Can I just get outside really quick? Because those things are going to shift my mindset. They're going to generate these emotions so that I feel more inspired or excited or curious or empowered. And so learning how to tap in to those frequencies has been so helpful for me this year and knowing that I can choose optimism, I can choose joy, those things are available to me and really being mindful of the thoughts that I'm selecting and almost seeing it as like a form of protection like you know is this thought serving me? How can I protect my mind from thinking these thoughts like 
I'm going to choose to release this thought or cancel clear and delete it. Like if I have a thought that isn't serving me, I, I will then replace it with a thought that does serve me. And another lesson that I've learned is that <laughs> this is more personal, but my body just likes more simple whole foods and I've kind of known this about myself but when I moved in with my boyfriend um, my diet started to change like I started to reintroduce like milk and cheese and pasta and breads which are just things that I naturally like cycled out of in my diet and before we started dating I was just very like simple and plant-based and whole foods and then I started like reintroducing all of these things and my body was like what the fuck (laughs) and I really started to notice a difference in how I was feeling every day and so a big lesson for me was just to like go back to how I was eating before because back when I was eating simple when I was eating whole and plant-based it was very intuitive And I just naturally didn't gravitate towards things that were bad for me because I was just used to craving things that are good for me. And so now, since I've reintroduced all this kind of crappy stuff, I've like noticed how it's changed my experience with my emotions and body so much that I'm like having to shift that relationship again and like come back into that intuitive living, intuitive eating. And it's just been nice because sometimes you want to see like, you know, can I introduce these things back? And, you know, sometimes like it's good once in a while. Like I do enjoy eating these things once in a while, but I think it's because I like brought it all back at once. Like I wasn't even going out and getting coffee all all the time and My boyfriend loves to go to Starbucks and get coffee and I used to just make coffee at home and it would just be very intentional when my body like wanted it and it sounded really yummy and good. But then I started to see when we were living together that we were going out to Starbucks like three times a week and I was getting all of these like sugary drinks which I haven't had in forever. And like I said, my body was just like, what the heck is going on? So just kind of like having this process of elimination and removing all of these things and coming back to like an intuitive space of like just craving things that are good for me again. So another lesson I learned, um, (laughs) this one's also kind of funny, silly, I don't know, but there's this amber fragrance that I get from Ulta and I swear to god you guys this is like god in a bottle like it smells incredible every time I wear this fragrance like I'll have strangers come up to me and be like what are you wearing or you smell so good when I was a server back in Texas I remember like I was at this table and this family was like okay, we need to know what you're wearing. Like my husband is saying that he wants to get this fragrance for me because it smells so good. And my boyfriend loves when I wear it. Like he is just like, this is the smell that I associate with you. Like it just smells so good. 
And it's like, I honestly think it's the reason why he fell in love with me. Just kidding. But what I've noticed is that this little god in a bottle, this amber fragrance, like the days that I wear it, I feel amazing. It like completely shifts my mood. And like, that's the thing, like senses, like sense, all of these things that allow us to tap into our sensual side really can have a shift in like our mood and how we show up. And what I've realized is this amber fragrance is literally like an anchor for me, an anchor for optimism, for feeling more sexy, for feeling like more light in my mind too. Like I always feel like more happier. It's, it's crazy. Um, so another thing that I learned is, so a big thing has been like, okay, what do I stand for? I have this huge rebel archetype within me, you guys. And sometimes this rebel can go off and just want to like be a rebel without a cause. And that can be fairly like destructive. And I think that's a real shadow of this rebel archetype. When you don't have a true cause that you're standing for, it can just, this rebel can act out in ways that are more shadowy. And so I really had to ask myself like, okay, yeah, girl, you got this rebel spirit and I love that about you, but what are you choosing to stand for? What are you choosing to fight for? And when I really just sat with it, I came back to the realization that love is what I stand for. And it may sound so cheesy and so hallmarky, but it's true. Like at the core of who I am, I want all of my actions, all of my thoughts, all of my creations, all of my relationships to come from a place of love and to just heal that separation wherever I see it, come back to that wholeness and really like setting up my mindset in this way of love is what I stand for. It really just eliminates some of the toxic behaviors or habits and you know, reactions. It's really like a good just filter to place on to my life and to my experiences and knowing what's worth fighting for. If I'm going to fight for something, it's going to be for love. And so, yeah, that was a big thing for me. Um, Something that really came up for me this year was anger. And I, this was when I was going through, you know, the, the past things coming up in my relationship, I all of a sudden would get super angry. And I felt like it was because all of this old energy from past relationships was coming up to be released as I was healing all of this heartbreak, as I was healing all of this resentment from my past, you know, relationships and all this pain. And as my heart was really opening in this relationship, I felt so much unprocessed anger coming up. And what it really brought me back to is forgiveness, forgiveness and compassion. And really just like forgiving myself for all the times that I, you know, went through these heartbreaking relationships because 
I felt like there was something wrong with me at a subconscious level, that I wasn't worthy of love and just forgiving myself of all the times that I didn't feel that worthiness that I had to go to these men that didn't know how to love me and didn't know how to support me and hold space for me. It just really taught me how to have so much compassion for myself. And it taught me how this anger was really being misplaced because it was coming up when me and my boyfriend would fight. And I noticed that it was really rooted in the past. It was really rooted in these heartbreaks. And so kind of taking a step back and realizing like, this isn't the man who was the perpetrator. You know what I mean? It really brought me back to like, healing this wound around men because I had I feel like so much anger towards men after all the things that I had been through and now I was taking it out on the person that I love and it felt like a lot of my wounded inner child coming up but like I said because of this beautiful relationship it's allowed me to heal my heart in ways that I wasn't even aware of and it opened it up it cracked me open so all of those things that were stuffed down really came to the surface and forgiveness and compassion has just been the key for me another thing I learned was to really see myself in the eyes of the now versus the eyes of the past so a lot of us have this image of ourselves right And we replay these stories, we recall these past versions of ourselves, but then it's like, it doesn't match or align with who we are now. And so I've really had to decondition and see myself in the eyes of the now. And it's been a struggle for me this year because a lot of worthiness stuff coming up. And as I've been going through this heart healing, It's been really like calling me because I'm in this space now of such abundance, of such light, of such radiance after going through so much shadow, after going through so much darkness within my life. It's like, no, you're safe now. You're safe to be happy. You're safe to enjoy love. You're safe to be in your abundance. You're safe. You're safe. And yet there was a part of me that still had my eyes locked onto these past versions of me, of like seeing that image of me and these beliefs that are anchored to those versions. So it's really been about unhooking those anchors, unhooking those beliefs that tie me to those past versions so that I can really be with the version that is with me now, that is safe, that is abundant, that is really in a space of love. And so seeing myself in the eyes of the now has been a huge game changer for me. And also another lesson around this actually is I thought that once I moved to Oregon, Because it's somewhere I wanted to live for a while and it was a huge manifestation I had been working on, that once I moved there, everything would change. Like life would just all of a sudden become better, you know? And what I realized is 
that we still carry ourselves to the places that we move to. Like, of course, environment has a huge impact on us. And it's been such a blessing to be in Oregon, but I'm still carrying myself with me, you know? And really looking at my mindset and saying, like, just because you're in a new location doesn't mean that all the things that you were dealing with back there aren't going to be coming with you here. And so that was like a huge realization for me is recognizing that it isn't about the external. Yeah, those things are great. And like being in this new city, being, you know, in the place that I wanted to live in for a long time, it's incredible. But still, the external can only do so much if the internal work is still, you know, not there. Like there's still things that need to shift within the mind so that you can fully appreciate those manifestations that happen within the external. If you're outsourcing your joy to external events, then that'll be very fleeting Joy is an interstate. Peace is an interstate. All of these things come from within. And so not latching on anything to the external and knowing that the strongest, most grounded, stable force is always going to be found within me. So not externalizing anything and always coming back into the internal so that I can experience more gratitude and joy for those external things that happen but not relying on them for my joy and so with that a big thing has been my mindset really healing my mind really anchoring into who I am now and it kind of ties in with not seeing myself with the eyes of the past And so really working on my mindset to calibrate it to who I am now. Another big thing has been for me, and this is just more of a personal thing as well, is so there's been a lot of, you know, programming around the word God for me. And there was a time when I went through my spirituality and I stopped using the word God because I needed to take a break from it. And I didn't really connect with the God that was portrayed, you know, in religion of being like this angry father who condemned you and you're just sinful. And since the moment you've came onto earth, you're just full of sin. And so there was a lot of just, healing that needed to happen around the word God and the since my spiritual journey it's continued to shift and shift and shift as I've healed my beliefs and as I started to study more about the origins of Christianity and Catholicism and I read this book called Return of the Sophia I believe it's called but it really talks about this in depth about religion and talks about like the burning witch times and how the feminine has been super suppressed and how actually many religions and ancients 
talked about God being a like a feminine force and oh my god it really shifted the way that I connect to God because then I started to see God as a mother see God as the feminine this nurturing loving unconditional love which is always the kind of energy that I felt of like this nurturance of this forgiveness or this unconditional love and through that it actually healed my relationship as how I saw God as father and you know really God isn't male or female but just for the sake of you know, living down here on earth, we tend to assign feminine or masculine, female or male, but just like really being able to clear that programming, heal that conditioning. And that book literally changed my whole perspective and really connected me to the divine feminine in ways that I didn't even know I was missing. It felt like a key to a door that hasn't been opened in eons. (laughs) And so it's been so amazing learning about the divine feminine. And yeah, so that was like a big thing for me. And honestly, okay, so another thing that I've learned is just learning how to support myself more, how to support myself emotionally, mentally, financially, and just spiritually it's it's just been since moving out with a partner for my first time ever like we completely split everything and so like learning how to just support myself while living with a partner has been a new thing I've been learning how to navigate so there's been a lot of lessons around that and focusing on I kind of touched on this already but looking for the good and what is working so really healing that grumpy amygdala that I talked about before um another thing let's see is really focusing on my energetic hygiene and this has been so important for me to have like a daily practice around this because before it was just like okay yeah I'm taking a bath or you know, doing like a meditation. But when I actually started focusing on my energetic hygiene and making it like a daily thing that is non-negotiable of of really clearing, grounding, and protecting my energy. And I love using the pillar of light for this because you clear, ground, and protect your energy all in like one process. And so I've been doing this every morning and every night and I can't even tell you how much it just clears your channel and how much it just connects you to your own energy and honestly like it just is so incredible for empaths and sensitives to have an energetic hygiene practice that they use I mean I love like when I come back any from anywhere I'll always smudge myself I'll wash my hands like washing hands as a form of cleansing and also like if it's been a lot like I was in the city or anything 
I will take a shower, I will rinse all of that, I'll set the intention of clearing my energy, and just like really focusing on little, you know, rituals that I do throughout the day that remind me to check in with my energy, let go of what's not mine, and connect back to my power, as well as cut any energy cords as a form of maintenance. It's been so like stabilizing for me and I don't feel like I'm all caught up in the collective energies as much anymore because before I felt like a leaf in the wind. (laughs) Like I was just all up in the collective energies and I felt super ungrounded and super just like swept up by all of it. So now I feel like really grounded, very stabilized and I just love using my energetic hygiene practices and it's something that I've really stepped into more so this year as making it a priority. Now let's see, another one is really seeing the beauty um, and walking in wonder and what I mean by this is like just walking in amazement, a fascination of life, of really acting like it's my first time witnessing the miracles of life and really just focusing on the beauty, what is beautiful. And, you know, there's so many things that we can focus on, like the trash on the ground or, you know, bad things around us. But I feel like for me, just returning to seeing beauty in everything, seeing beauty in even what I'm experiencing. It's just been a returning to the heart experience. And it it just makes walking through daily life just more enjoyable (laughs) when you're focusing on the beauty and knowing that Like, I want to be surrounded by beautiful people, beautiful energies, beautiful things. And I just love using nature as a practice to see the beauty in life again. And yeah, so that's something that I really return to because when I was a younger, when I was young, I would really live in that state of beauty and wonder. And I felt like, throughout life experience, throughout the hardening, the bitterness, you know, just through just the obligations it felt like, through feeling like I had to now go to school and study and work and do all these things, like it kind of sucked the beauty and wonder that I once had for life. And so kind of just returning to that has been one, very activating for my inner child, and two, just more enjoyable and heart-opening for my everyday life. Another huge thing this year has been learning to trust myself. This has been like an ongoing lesson for the last like three years, but I would say that there's just been deeper levels this year of learning to trust myself in a relationship, learning to trust myself of living with a partner for this first time, learning to trust myself in so many new and different ways and seeing where I can surrender versus force and push. I am very much a person, my boyfriend calls it ambition and I would agree with that, but with that ambitious quality of myself, I can tend to push and force and exert energy where I really need to just surrender into 
the moment and yeah it's it's a learning it's a learning process and it's definitely I'm not always the best at it but that's what I'm saying I've learned so many different layers of it this year of just learning how to trust and surrender more another thing is honoring my multi-dimensionality so this has been a huge thing and I also did an episode of shoot I don't remember what it was called but like something about being human like honoring being human and this goes with like honoring my multi-dimensionality because I feel like I've been trying to put myself in a box a lot this year um and I've been noticing myself putting myself in a box and I'll start to get really like frustrated and then my rebellious side will pop out and be like no I will not be chained and I will not be told what to do or how to do it and it just really comes back to living an intuitive life living a spirit-led life like I do not need to label myself I do not need to put myself in a box and I've just even been breaking out of like the boxes I've put myself in in spirituality and also just seeing how like I can be all of these things I don't have to dilute myself down I am a multi-passionate person and I am just so over trying to pin down what what I am supposed to be who I'm supposed to be like I just want to (laughs) be I just want to experience myself and open up more to who I authentically am and allowing myself to just be all of these things without having to label it without having to say is this me is this not me like I I'm just being me (laughs) and this has really come down to reframing how I view purpose and taking it off of a pedestal because I felt like with purpose I was trying to figure out that one thing that could wrap up who I am as a person and what I'm supposed to be doing in this life and I've realized I'm a person who's supposed to do many things my purpose is to be me to the fullest extent to access my optimal joy and to live a life that fulfills me and to just be authentic as fuck and so reframing purpose and taking it off of a pedestal and I've done episodes on this and I've done an episode on the purpose trap as well so that was a huge lesson I learned this year and it really changed the game and took off so much pressure. It felt like I was putting so much pressure on myself to figure out what my purpose was and it was literally driving me insane. And I'm like, okay, I don't think my purpose is meant to drive me insane. And you know how they say like, it's right under your nose? Well, it was literally just, it's me. Like, your purpose is you, girl. Stop like tripping so hard and trying to figure it out. Mm, okay, so we're kind of getting down to the last few bits. Um, this one kind of ties back into the relationship and it is really just releasing the charge with past relationships that were showing up in my current relationship. I just felt like throughout the whole year, 
like any time a charge would come up, like my boyfriend wouldn't even give into it. So it just like disabled the charge, which is incredible. Like I am so grateful for him. And so it was just a lot of like releasing the charge that I had of wanting like these extremes because I had experienced such emotional extremes in my past relationships. So I was really releasing the charge around like needing to like have extremes in my relationship. And also it's been opening me up to like giving and receiving again, knowing that it's safe to give, knowing it's safe to give my heart and receive love. Like it's just been so healing. And another thing that has really happened this year is me connecting to the goddesses at a deeper level. And I had a reading with Athena Bailey and she told me that like and I've I've heard this previously before but when she connected to my guides that it was just a lot of goddess energy and she was like there's four goddesses that are specifically coming forward and they're all holding hands in a circle around you and that just felt so incredible to hear because I have just felt like this reawakening of the divine feminine and I would have to say that that book that I read really like opened up my world in a huge way the return of the divine Sophia and just connecting to the goddesses in a deeper way and she told me that the four goddesses that were surrounding me are Hathor, Isis, Hecate, and a a goddess called the pagan mother and so it's been really validating to be able to now connect with these energies and develop a relationship with them and I really see how they are working with me in my day-to-day life whereas like Hathor was more someone that I worked with in a past life so really diving into her teachings is initiating this remembrance whereas like Hecate is really working with me in today in the now in the work that I'll be doing of helping people through their shadow work of helping people through going to the darkest parts of themselves and transmuting it into light and so It's just been like amazing developing these relationships with these goddesses and really just honoring them as relationships the way I would a physical relationship. And lastly, the one is living in the now. Oh my gosh. And this kind of ties back into like seeing myself in the eyes of the now. But just living in the now, the juiciness of it all, and knowing that this is where life is happening. This is where everything in the future is manifesting from, is how I'm feeling in the now, who I'm being in the now. And like really finding sweet moments to connect to the now. Because it's just shown me ways that I've distracted myself, ways that I've focused on either too much of the past or too much of the future and just coming back into the now. So yeah, that kind of wraps up all of the lessons 
that I've learned. And of course there were so, so much more, but like, honestly, I have a bad memory, you guys. And that's why I journal and write everything down is because I feel like because I'm tuning more into the now and attuning more to it, that like the past is more irrelevant and the future is like something that I connect to through visions, but like, I don't know, maybe, maybe not, but I just have a bad memory now. So like, there's definitely more things that I've learned, but these are things that really came to mind as I sat down and was in my reflection. And yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And I'm so curious to hear what you guys have learned this year and if there's any like parallels between my experience as well as yours this year. And of course, you guys can always DM me at Inner Mystic and share anything. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And I know this was a more lengthier episode. So yeah, I will talk to you guys soon.